Welcome to Pastor's Chat. Well, we said it yesterday, but I think I need to say it again. We have a promise-making God who always keeps His promises. The Bible is full of promises. One of my favorite devotional books over the years has been Faith's Checkbook. Faith's Checkbook, a devotional written by Charles Haddon Spurgeon, a great preacher in the 1800s in London, England. And what he found was 365 promises in God's Word, one for every day of the year, wrote a devotional about it, and encouraged you to check it in, to cash it in, to make sure that you claim that promise for that day for the glory of God. God makes promises, but God keeps His promises. You know, I've met a lot of people who make promises about coming to church or promises about doing this for the Lord or promise this about doing this for us, and they don't keep their promises. I've made promises, sorry to say it and admit it, but I've made promises I didn't keep. But my friend, God makes promises and always keeps them. Not one of His words ever fall to the ground, as one of the Old Testament scriptures write. Well, here in Romans chapter 15, Paul is telling us several things as he concludes this book. And he's talking about Jesus Christ, who is the fulfillment of all God's promises. Now look in verse here in verse 8. He says, For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised, that's the Jews, to show God's truthfulness. God's truthfulness. In other words, when God says something, it's true. And because it's true, it always takes place and always will be fulfilled and complete. And he shows God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs. You know the great, great promise in Genesis chapter 12, God told Abraham, He says, Go to a land that I'll show you. I'll make you a great nation. And here's the promise. And in you shall all the nations, the peoples of the earth, be blessed. In you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Abraham was promised that through his seed, everyone on planet earth could be blessed. You know who that promise was? fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And that's why it says Jesus became a servant to the circumcised. Jesus came to His own, the Jews, but they received Him not. But He came to His own, His Jewish people. He was of the Jewish descent. He was of the seed of Abraham. He was the fulfillment of Genesis 3.15, where the head of the serpent would be bruised, but the heel of the woman would be bruised. Because Jesus took His heel and He stomped the head of the serpent on the cross of Calvary. Jesus fulfilled the promises of God in order that the Gentiles, and here it is. Now, why was this taking place? Why ha- what did this happen for? And in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for His mercy as it is written. And so all this takes place. Jesus became servant. Now, Jesus is an example of servanthood, of course. He, didn't, he said, I didn't come to serve myself. I came to serve others. He said, the Son of Man didn't come to be, a ser- to be a master. He came to be a servant and to give his life a ransom for all there in Mark chapter 10. And so in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, 
God kept his promises to Abraham. God kept his promises to all the patriarchs. Christ became the servant to the Jews. Why? Because they would take him to the cross. They would crucify him. But he was not crucified by the Jews. He was crucified for my sins, for your sins. It was my sins that put Christ on the cross. Today, he goes on then to quote several Old Testament passages. And he takes these Old Testament passages that talked about through the Gentiles, I mean through the Jews, the Gentiles would become part of the family of God. Oh, my friend, you and I that are non-Jews, that's us. We are not Hebrew by birth. We are not Jew by birth or even by religion as we were born. But my friend, because of Jesus Christ, we as Gentiles can become a part of the family of God. And in Him, verse 12, and in Him will the Gentiles hope. And then tomorrow we're going to talk about verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. That's tomorrow. Well, God bless you and thanks for listening today. And you have a wonderful, wonderful day.